Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christina Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path and how they awakened. We'll be talking to surfers, psychics, and metaphysicians about meditation, healing, spirit guides, and other ascension tools you can use to catch your next wave. So if you're surfing the winds on Venus or jumping the rings on Saturn, which we'll hear about today, or riding a solar flare right now, this is the place on Align Radio where we sort it out. Planet Earth, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way or ascending on their spiritual path. We have been experiencing extraterrestrial light shows, and it's hard to continue to hold on to isolation or separation within ourselves the more we notice these extraplanetary activities. So notice the changes in energy and that you can feel these activities of Earth and beyond sky. Notice how these Earth movements affect you, where the energy builds up and when the energy is released within you. The Earth is talking to all of us loudly now, so jump into that conversation. And right now, we're going to jump right into the surf today. So welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christina Walsh. My guest today is George Cavasilis from Australia, and I'm so excited to talk to you today. Hi, Christina. How are you? Thank you for very much for inviting me on. I... I actually feel quite honored to be on your show. It's, it's always a pleasure to, uh, have wonderful discussions with people who work really hard behind the scenes. I, I really begin to understand now as I take this journey around the planet and, uh, speak and communicate with so many people, just how many people are working so hard behind the scenes to bring about a greater awareness to our human family. So it really is a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So you just got back from a world tour, I think. Yeah, I did, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, Europe, and it's it's really interesting when you get to travel to different countries. You get to um, feel the energy of the different cultural um, programs and philosophies and infrastructures, and and just the way people feel, the way people think, and and how people view the world. You know, different perspectives, and we got to meet some great people along the way as well. So it was quite a quite a big learning curve for me. So what do you think was the most inspirational piece of it? I I feel the most inspirational part for me was the feedback from the people who have been on the spiritual path for all their lives, some of them, some of them for a few years, and have really delved into many, many, many modalities. And from a personal point of view, um, for people like that to come up to me and say, George, you know, I've been, I've been on this path for a long time, but listening to you, the pieces just seem to fall into place. And I've had people who have been quite suicidal, um, get in contact with me and say that they lost all hope and, and really didn't feel a part of anything being meditation groups and this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when they got to hear, um, the information that I shared, they, they wanted to be here again. They want to be a part of uh, what's happening. They came to realize within themselves that, hey, you know what? I do have something to offer um, this world and, and its people. And maybe I shouldn't take the, you know, take that other avenue and I should stay here and, and do what I originally intended to come here to do. So things like that. I get, I get a lot of inspiration from helping to change people's lives, I, I would say, for the better. Well, I've noticed that that's a common theme, I think, in, in the light work, light maker community is that, uh, there's a long, uh, sort of internal struggle of, of what we're all sort of doing here. And I'd love to hear your take on that because it seems like we're getting this chance 
because the energies are so, to me, up and down, waves high and low all day long, <laughs> a couple times yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there could be a suicidal thought that just floats in and out of the brain early yeah. in the morning, and then you're like in a great, great space, you know, later on in the evening, or did a great meditation or a talk or whatever. And mm-hmm. and it seems like we're getting all of these spaces available to us during the day, but but how do we sort of move along and not get stuck in that that state, I guess? Yeah, Maybe it's a really good question because uh, because this reality is compressing. It's I call it the big squeeze, and yeah. uh, it's compressing, and things are becoming more intense. So we're kind of experiencing really um, nice euphoric states, but also we get a little bit of the odd negativity that comes in. That's really quite intense as well. And I say to people, it's try and swim through the water like a dolphin, so to speak, where you just um, doing some nice little waves as you swim along and try not to have too many really highs and too many real lows and mm-hmm. sort of like because we're on the straight and narrow um, for those who are into sacred geometry it's the Fibonacci sequence it's kind of like we you start out as a large waveform and you bring in a closer and closer and closer and closer towards center and that's what we're doing we're kind of being forced in a way by our greater essences our higher selves to begin to be more on the straight and narrow so you realize in life that these days that if we tend to stray off our our designated path so to speak that we we get we know about it really quickly and mm-hmm. um and the you know the the reality around us lets us know we have some very intense experiences to to make sure that you know if we want to continue down that path it's not going to be pleasant at all so it quickly brings us back in, into alignment and uh, you know <laughs> align radio and it's true <laughs> because you've, you've got we've got this alignment that we have happening now with our greater essence and therefore when we're aligned with our greater selves, our higher selves and our, and our I am presence, whatever, you know, labels you want mm-hmm. to give that, um, then what happens is you, you're aligning yourself, uh, a part of you that is one with the all in this, in the state of harmony and grace. So it, it really does come down to being aware of how you are in your waking moments at the moment and what you're experiencing mentally and emotionally and being able to sift through all that and, and sometimes if I have a negative thought come in, it'll depend. Sometimes I'll just dismiss it and just let it go like water off a duck's back because I know it's just the matrix being silly and entities mm-hmm. just trying to have a bit of a, a play with me. And sometimes I'll actually um, use it. So I will process it. I will feel into it. And, and at times I can follow the energetic path and actually confront the beings that have imposed that energetic um, feeling or even those thoughts into my mind. I can end up in an underground base or on a, on a, on a craft that's um, orbiting the earth or, or I can end up in the moon. And it's really quite fascinating that when you do follow those energetic, energetic streams where you end up and you realize who's actually playing with us. So it's, um, yeah, it, comes, it, it can become a bit of a game, but also I always use it for learning. It's always about how does this serve me? And what yeah. do I have to learn from this? Because once you do learn from it, then you don't have to go through that experience again. So let's just say there's a listener out there that's in meditation and they're encountering some sort of riffraff. <laughs> we'll just yeah. call it riffraff energy. Yeah. And they want to kind of explore that space. And we don't even need to call it really 
dark or light or anything like that, but they just want to go off exploring. It's like, is there something that you would tell that listener out there about how to go in, <laughs> you know, check out the energy and get out? Yeah, um, to do it in a way that you don't bring back or get really negatively or you know affected by that energy you're exploring, um, yeah. it's always to approach approach it with respect. Always mm-hmm. respect your um, you know your adversaries in whatever form they come in. Always respect them and understand that they are serving us. When you approach mm-hmm. it from that point of view then you're not drawn into the drama vortex of the individual situation. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's really empowering because when for a long time I was getting a really hard time by these really awful entities. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where I just said to them, look, you guys are serving me. And they don't like that at all because <laughs> um, their egos can't cope with that fat because we're meant to be subservient to them and they're meant to be feeding off us, right? That's the context mm-hmm. in which they see it. And in, in a way that that's true, but ultimately from a greater perspective, we've contracted them to come to us on this level of our existence to, mm-hmm. to do those things to us so we can learn from the situation. So we've contracted them. So they're in service to us. So it doesn't matter who it is, all the way up in the negative agenda, all the way up to a demigod, mm-hmm. you know, like Jehovah, for example, those entities, and I know I just threw a big one in there, but it is true. Those mm-hmm. entities are actually serving us. It doesn't matter how big and mighty they think of themselves. They are literally in service to us. Because they kind of, they're helping us fine tune. Well, yes, they are. At, at this stage, they are. And, you know, it's, it's about us going through a set of experiences so we can gain the wisdom because we're here to learn this construct of light. That's why we came into this universe to begin with. The, the construct of this universe is light. So we entered this universe to learn this expression called light. So we need to learn everything it has to offer. We need to experience everything it has to offer. So therefore, we can now become a creator of, of the light construct itself. So I would love to ask you about gratitude and appreciation, and I'll tell mm. you why. I noticed that there was a program within me, and I just only came across this interest uh, recently, that when I was hearing uh, different folks talk about, you know, gratitude or appreciation or expanding an energy into that field and then I could look at it differently I noticed with them myself that I was not including myself in that energy space for example like I wasn't saying thank you to me when I was saying thank you to all these other things it was like there's still that degree of separation and I noticed that we're kind of going through this field of like there's a program over there there's a program over there oh I don't need that program and then it's also the realization like wait I really don't need that program. Like, I am really free right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just wonder what what kind of uh, revelations you have along the path now after seeing so many people all over the world and you've had so many experiences with beings off planet, too, that how do you kind of come back to this world and kind of notice programs? Like, what do you do? Oh, they're everywhere. They're all around us. I'm swimming inside of them. I've immersed this aspect of my being inside an incredibly large program. It's, 
It's the most sophisticated program this universe has to offer. That's what we're inside of. So that's why I say it's important to respect what, what's going on here and all these beings that are in service to us and all the programs that they have created because we are human, so we are God-man. God we are godly beings of godly mind. We are in the process of becoming creators. So, you know, we are being thrown at us is the best this universe has to offer. And we wanted it, we asked for it, and when you can approach it in that manner, it takes you out of victimhood. Christy, mm -hmm. it's important. It's one of the most empowering tools one can have is to get out of this victimhood mode that we are in because we are all experiencing the wounded child, the abandonment of having to come and, you know, it's deep in our psyche. We have come into this reality to such a degree of separation that we are without realizing it, experiencing the wounded and, and abandoned child uh, archetype. So mm -hmm. when we can pull ourselves out of that by appreciating um, our existence here, because all the programs out there, most of them, uh, the overwhelming majority of them, are designed to create resentment towards your existence here. And they're all designed to get you to focus out of here, to, to try want to leave here. and like, <laughs> It's working. Uh, yeah, all these paths. I mean, it works these, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, all these paths and all these avenues to 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 leave this reality, and uh, and because right at the very end of this cycle, there's going to be all these paths on offer to actually leave Mother Earth, and you see, I'm I'm here to birth through the womb of a mother, and that's why I've come to this planet. I'm going to stay with Mother Earth, and I'm going to see it through. So what people need to do is just feel in their hearts and see where their intuitive guidance is um, leading them to go because for some people they're not here to do that and I understand that and not everybody's going to ascend at this this you know this time around. So for me I'm here to ascend with with mother earth. So I'll be going through one of these openings which um, gets created by merging my lower self with my higher self. And that's when the veil opens and rips open the, uh, uh, the, the fabric of space-time in this reality. And, and this aspect of me merges with my higher self. And that's when I go through and into what we know as the fifth dimension or Avalon and all that. And because that's, that's the platform where we're actually going to ascend from. So going back to the fifth dimension is not ascension complete. It is just the next very step in the ascension process. And there's a bit of confusion that goes on around with all that in the spiritual community. So I just wanted to share that. And of course, this oh, yeah. is my truth, if you want to put it that way, and my understanding of things. Um, I just, I just urge people to continue to, um, to really rekindle that, that relationship with our Earth Mother, because it's a very, uh, it's a forgotten relationship. And so many answers to our questions are in that relationship. You'd be surprised how much gets revealed when we rekindle that relationship with our Earth Mother because for us to have incarnated onto this planetary body, we first needed to calibrate our essence with this reality. Um, so what we did is we merged and became one with the heart of the Earth Mother. Our essence did. So there's a part of us that is in there because from there we projected an aspect of ourselves to our incarnational construct. It's all about relationship. You know, when you have an incarnation, uh, an incarnational experience on a planetary body, you are having a very, very deep and intimate relationship with the consciousness of that planetary body. So if people can remember the relationship that we're actually having with our Earth Mother, then that is a massive key to, um, to opening a door which has so much 
wisdom and so many answers to all our questions. That is so beautifully put. Because I have been wondering about the idea of creativity and creating with the planet. Many of us have found those programs that say we have to heal the earth. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're already here. Yeah, we're already healing. By being, by being our natural, authentic self, that is the most powerful way you can heal the earth. Because when you're being your authentic self, then you're coming from you, what what happens is you start opening opening your heart and the energy pours forth like an eternal fountain and your energy is coming from your higher self the greater aspect of your being and so you're being authentic you're being heart centered you're being true to yourself therefore you're being true to life and those around you we're no longer living a lie we're no longer living to to all these expectations of the people around us and to the expectations of all these spiritual programs that mm. people are indoctrinating themselves into that say you must be like this you must be like that and dress like this and eat these kind of foods and no you see we're all on our individual soul, soul journeys and people have individual needs so then the energetic patterns that I require for my soul um, in the next little while is mm. not necessarily good for you and what you need for your journey so what we need to do is just go within ourselves and bring that authenticity out and be that authenticity and know what we require for ourselves so then when everybody is being authentic and true to themselves first then the awareness comes of what they need and, and what they need to do and how to go about it because we're all kind of like one a part of the all so therefore we're all a piece of the puzzle so as long as we can be our piece of the puzzle then as we all come together and we reintegrate as one um one loving you know collective human soul um consciousness then in that process is the healing and the integration and the coming together and the creativity the creation of this new paradigm this new way of life that mother earth is giving birth to yeah it sounds so simple when you say it well it takes away the non-judgment as well because everybody that you'd be surprised how many people out there thinking themselves so spiritually advanced you know and i've come across a lot of people in, in my journeys and they are not they think themselves are but they, they're on this e spiritual ego trip it's like this concept of we are just this human essence and then there's just spirit and there's nothing in between. And that's not true. You've got this entire journey you've just undertaken in this universe. You see, it leaves out that massive in-between part, which is yeah. all our creations. Because as we've journeyed through this universe, we have co-created with the creator. So you are a galaxy, Christy. You are mm -hmm. a planet. You are a star. And, you know, we are all stars, we are all planets, and we are all galaxies. And we're all inside one another because each galaxy has its own unique expression. Your galaxy has a different resonant vibrational frequency to my galaxy. Therefore, your galaxy provides a different set of experiences for beings to what my galaxy does, you mm -hmm. see. So people will be drawn into your galaxy to have these incredible incarnational experiences. And all, all the planetary systems and stars and all the people that are inside you, billions of people that are inside your galactic embodiment. So we have this incredible interwoven, um, you know, our essences are so interwoven on so many different levels. You know, this, 
this concept of oneness that people go on about, majority of them are just collective hive minds, you know? That's, that's a really, really, <laughs> they're really dangerous paradigms to get lured into. What I'm saying is to understand the full extent of our oneness is to understand how we've all co-created in this universe and we are mm-hmm. so inside one another in so many different levels and expressions. We are interwoven, interconnected like you wouldn't believe. And that level of oneness, I mean, the amount of love it takes to be so interwoven and so integrated with one another is 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 unimaginable by our egoic minds at this stage. We we cannot comprehend that scope of love, that magnitude of love. It's it's too much for us to grasp, but we can begin to once again get a taste for it. And it is so beautiful that level of love and then in, interconnectedness. Now that is oneness. I have run across that interconnectedness and that idea that we're all galaxies um, only fairly recently, and it probably is because of this interview, but, <laughs> you know, I have wondered about why I seem to resonate with some planets mm. over others. Like, I'll, I'll, I can do a planetary meditation with, let's say, Jupiter versus, yeah. and I'll leave Uranus alone for a while, you know, mm. but some other weeks, you know, Uranus is up to bat. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I noticed this relationship just playing around with like the planetary energies. And I know you talked about in some of your YouTubes about Saturn and, and you were talking about Mars and the moon also. And I'd love to hear some of your ideas about, I guess, working with different planetary activities. Because if we are this galaxy and we have this relationship with the Earth and we've always had it, and we're always, you know, expanding it. The planets are part of that too. The stars are part of that too. Mm, yeah, everything is a part of it because this galaxy, for starters, is a fractal of, of the cosmos. So what's happened is if you take the galaxy, you take a galac- galactic consciousness and you take all this, all the, all the essence of all the planets and all the stars within that galactic embodiment and all the beings that have ever incarnated into all those planetary systems, and all the experiences that that galactic, galactic reality paradigm has ever facilitated, all that wisdom, all incredible amount of wisdom, and then you compress it, and you compress that whole galactic paradigm down into a single star system. And then you take that single compressed star system and you put it inside this galaxy. And then you take another galactic reality and you do the same and you compress it to a star system and you put it inside this galaxy. Because we've been on the road to compression, you see. We're reintegrating all our fragmented aspects because as we journey through this universe, it hasn't been a single aspect that's journeyed through the universe. We have projected from up above many, many, so we've fragmented into many, many different uh, aspects of self throughout the cosmos in many different realities and paradigms and in many different forms of expression. And so what we need to do now, the way the Creator has uh, facilitated this reintegration path is to, um, is, is to facilitate a, this road to compression. So this galaxy is the Divine Mother Essence, manifest herself as this galaxy direct. And um, all other galaxies have are represented in this one as star systems. So it's this road to compression. So this galaxy is more dense and is a fractal of all life in the universe. And then what's happened is it's got compressed down again to this solar system and then mm-hmm. onto this planet. So all the stars out there are us. We We have all co-created this galaxy together and we have all co-created this 
solar system together and then we have all co-created this planet together and it's been this road to compression because we needed to now take everything that we'd learned in this universal journey and compress it right back down into zero point and through that zero point births this new way of life which is complete universal consciousness. Mm. So uh, talk to me a little bit more about the zero point. Yeah, it, it's deep within you and um, it's also from the external perspective, it is this this basically getting down to the point where we are going to merge with our higher self. So it's kind of like the, the meeting point between your lower self mm-hmm. um, at this stage because um, I'm, I'm giving you the next uh, experience of the zero point because there's another one after that. So we've got the, the next experience of our zero point is that moment in time where our our earthly personalities, you as Christy, me as George, will merge with our higher selves. Because these openings that I talk about, which is yeah. represented in sacred geometry as the womb of the mother, what awaits you on the other side of that opening is you. It's your higher self. That's why this process is foolproof. You cannot mm-hmm. be deceived, you see? It's fantastic. And so... The veil is thinning. It's getting thinner and thinner. And you can feel that you're now reintegrating and, and having this wonderful relationship with more of yourself, with that greater aspect of you that is connected to the all. So the higher self and the lower self here are, are getting closer and closer and closer together. And that, and that membrane, that veil between the two, is getting mm-hmm. thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. And it's get to the point where the whole thing just tears open and we will physically walk through from this reality into the fifth dimension and then morph the moment we walk through and then once we're there for a little while we will then actually come back out into this reality we will be Mm -hmm. very very different we'll be very empowered and we will just go around and do what we need to do to help facilitate and take you know it's 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 a role of responsibility obligations and responsibility as co-creators to help guide and facilitate the process that is amazing, the way you explain it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you live this, you know, day in and day out, and you're in communication with your higher self all the time. When I get back to my little self, and time and space is sort of evaporating, or compressing, mm. or expanding, or I don't know, it's not as important, there's still a part of me that wants the date. I want to be ready. <laughs> I want to be prepared for that time that like that merging happens. And yet yeah. I feel like during the day I get those little glimpses, like that little, that little state of euphoria. Yeah. Which, and so, and I have experienced that with uh, these beings uh, before where you get that euphoric state and then it lasts for like days. And I'm not the only one. There's lots of folks that have this happen. Part of me wants the right now. But that just shows me that there's still part of me that's tied to time. Yeah, well, the the part, yeah, because I get frustrated too, Christy. (laughs) As much as I know, I've still got the lower ego thing going on, and I get frustrated. I want it to happen yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I've really just, George has to let go, and I have mostly. I really have. I've worked very hard at this. And I've had to let go because I know I do not control this life. I used to think that I did. Even, you know, the law of attraction stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, everything is based on the law of attraction basically in the universe. That's where your intuitive heart 
is guidance is coming from the law of attraction but it comes from a much higher level not from the perspective of the lower ego so when we when we implement the law of attraction principles from the perspective of George or Christy, that's quite dangerous because we're coming from ego and we're attracting things from that perspective. So when you can surrender your ego to the greater you, the part of you that actually is the composer, the mm. orchestrator and the conductor of the life that you are having, see, then what happens is you are in what's called the flow. So the basic principles, we've heard this terminology before, but we didn't quite get it, you know. It takes a while yeah. to actually get it. So when it's explained in a very simplistic way, so I just say to people, I didn't create this life I'm having. The greater me created this life I'm having. It wasn't George that made the decision to incarnate. George is the personality of this one lifetime that is living the experience of this lifetime, you see. I'm not the creator of this life. I'm the experiencer of this life. So when me, as George can actually merge with my higher self, then I become more complete. Then my experience here is the, the fulfillment of it is much greater. Mm. I came to realize that all the experiences I was having were trying to bring about the wisdom in me so I can actually get to the point where I can release and surrender control of this life, not to angels, <laughs> not to some right concept, right? Because that's internalizing, yeah. mm -hmm. right? No, not to ascended masters, not to angels. You do not release, surrender, and you do not surrender and control your life to them. That's the deception. They're not the real angels. They're not the real ascended masters. They want to control you. They want to own you. No. What you do is you surrender control of your life to the greater you. And it's that higher self, the greater aspect of you that is one with the real angels and the real ascended masters. And that flavor and that energy is different to the other one. Yeah. I've, I've encountered sort of revelations about that mm -hmm. because the law of attraction has to work because I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a natural affinity to my higher self and I'm always going to be looking for that. Yeah. And then that makes sense. And then. Focus on the greater you. That's what I recommend people do. Keep going within your heart. A great man once said, the kingdom of heaven is within. And keep doing that, not within your mind, but within your heart. And you've got to go in and in and in. And I'm not talking about just the heart chakra of the seventh mm -hmm. chakra body system, because that is a 4D body system. No. In the fifth dimension, we have a single energetic center because we are back to singularity and oneness and harmony with life. From the fifth dimension, because I've traveled there in this lifetime on numerous occasions, we have a single energetic center. And from there, when we project down into the lower domains of the universe, we fragment into mm. the seven chakra body system. It's a fragmented state of being the seven chakra body system. And people need to realize that. It's just that, you know, we've been in such a deep negative charge for so long that the moment we come across these other spiritual concepts, we think that's it, but it's not. You just got to realize there's another layer beyond that as well. That's um, that form of love and light in that paradigm, in that 4D arena. While yeah. it's very stimulating, um, you know, because don't forget, we've been deprived for a very, very, very long time of any form of love. We've been in such a negative charge and the, and the kind of love we've been experiencing down here, be it in relationships and, you know, and what have you, has been very limited. 
So now that we're being exposed to this, this positive white love and light charge from the fourth dimension, people are flocking to it, Christy, like, like a child in a candy store. And it's really sad. You know, the, yeah. the new age paradigm, unfortunately, um, you know, and that's where I, people give me a bit of a hard time from the new age paradigm. They think I'm all dark and evil and, and that sort of stuff. And I'm just telling it how it is. I, I, I really have to be honest with people. And I'm not going to fluff things up. I need to be real. And there's a, you know, there's a really beautiful side to life, like I talked about before. But people just don't realize we've been in such a negative charge. And that when the positive side of the scales comes along, they flock to that side. So that it's like the pendulum. They're going from one side to the other. And, uh, and it's entrapment. So if people actually want to leave the lower domains of the universe and truly ascend to a higher state, they've got to realize that the positive white love and light side of, of duality is exactly that, one side of duality. It's very limiting. It's one side of the scales. It's, you know, the issue with the new age paradigm, Christy, is that the people that are now flocking to that positive white love and light zone or realm they see themselves as though they are above the negative and the dark, and they're not. They're actually across from it. It's the alter ego of the dark and the negative, and that's where the people um, become very self-righteous and judgmental in their spiritual ways. So what I'm trying to get people to do is to understand, just bring, bring about a greater awareness of life and say, hey, guys, you know what? It's two sides of the scale. You know, what we need to do is integrate both sides, both our positive and our negative, integrate them into a centered state so we can actually leave these lower domains of the universe. Because if you're just going to go from one side of duality to the other, you're going to remain down here. You're just experiencing two different expressions of energy. Yes. <laughs> it's like... Whatever I say, it's like, yes, there's a no. <laughs> the heart says yes, but the mind says no. <laughs> so I don't want to, I don't want to bring in more duality, but okay. So I think most light workers, light makers, they eventually get to that stage of like, oh my God, it's the same. It's the same. It's like, the same traps, the same thing. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, it's, it's the same good looking guy with a different set of clothes on. Um, you yeah, know? he's still the one with the motorcycle and the leather jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or it's the same girl with a different dress on, you know, yeah. to, to, yeah. to put it both ways. Yeah. It, it really is. And people just got to realize that, you know, that we're dealing with a universal paradigm that's been evolving for beyond billions of years, epochs and eras and eons of time. These These entities are not stupid, you know. They are clever <laughs> and they are testing us for everything we're worth. So people need to realize and not be so naive and just, you know, because, like I said, we've been plunged in negativity for so long, the moment this positive white love and light energy comes along, people are falling for it everywhere. It's really sad, but uh, it's okay. their challenge. It's their journey. It's what they wanted. They they need to experience that paradigm. See, right. I, I'm aware of the experiences I had in those paradigms in the cosmos. I went to that positive white love and light. I went through the experience of creating synthetic light paradigms. Because yep. that's what these are, and we, you know we can get into that too if you like these synthetic light construct paradigms, where there are thousands of ET races that have been assimilated into them. Like that's the real kicker, you know. Uh. And um, a lot of these ET races are here, and they're channeling, and they're in contact with a lot of people, and that energy from their synthetic light construct is stimulating people greatly. 
but they don't they've forgotten that point of reference they're they're not bothering to go deeper into themselves they're just going to more of a shallow heart level and not going to the deeper heart levels within themselves to get that point of reference because if you do that love that's really deep down inside of you has a different feel to that other love i know <laughs> and I haven't experienced it that many times, but the yeah. glimpses that I've had, I'm like, oh my God, it's totally different. Than it is, I it's ever. more subtle. That's the point. That's the, I suppose that's the challenge. It's subtle. Whereas the other one is more stimulating. Yeah, there's, um, there's like a climbing sort of this momentum energy. Um, I would, I would agree with the word like stimulating and it, and instead, uh, I would have to come back to the idea of my relationship with Mother Earth. Mm. And if I can sort of get my mind to think about that for a while, then I move into that love space much easier. Mm. Or my mm-hmm. higher self. You know, I could, I could pick a couple of things. That's, that's the other thing is that this idea of the multiverse or multidimensional sort of aspects, it's like everywhere now. It is. And, and you know, people think that we have come down into the lower domains and we no longer exist in the higher dimensions. That's not the truth either. The truth is, as we came down through the levels of the universe and we were experiencing each of the levels, we projected from that higher levels down into the lower levels. And then the next lower level, we project again down to the next level. So you, we are actually occupying the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth and the ninth dimensions. We're actually there. We're actually there. We're still there. That's why when you connect with your higher self, you go within and you reconnect with that greater aspect of you, you start to reconnect with all of that. Hmm. Oh, I forgot. We were talking, I was going to ask you about Saturn mm. and like the moon and sure. your ideas of the planets. Well, to me, it's the music of the spheres, which is a common understanding, for, but some aren't aware of it as, as astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the actual planets represent, and my understanding is that there's 12. Okay, mm-hmm. you've got your main ones, but the outer ones do play a role, and there's 12 altogether, and each one is an embodiment of the of a personality, archetypal personality of the creator. Okay. Okay, so you have 12 main archetypes. And, um, and currently because of the roles that, um, of, if you look at the, the cycle we're in and the current situation that we are in, those planetary systems are playing different roles. So what Mars is now is not what it once was. Mars is right. a bro- broken warrior. Okay, he's, he's a, he's a broken warrior. He's, hurt, he's hurting real bad. Yeah, he's like sitting um, down, his sword's broken. Yeah, and, and once before he was shining, he was the man, you know. Um, so you've people just need to look at, we need to look at things from a much larger perspective and over a long period of time because we are bringing into reintegration, we're, what, we're closing the cycle of not just our single lifetime but our journey in the universe. You know, this isn't just about our incarnational experiences on Earth and in the solar system and in this galaxy, it's actually bringing in, into um, realignment and reintegration our whole universal journey. And, yeah. And, and so the, these, these, the, the solar system, the way the Creator set it up, because the sun is the male expression of the universal consciousness and the earth is the female counterpart of that because in the core of the earth is a female version of the sun out there. 
So you have the Christ yeah. in the male, and you mm-hmm. have the Christ in the female, the Sophia, the, the Christ Sophia, the feminine Christ energy is the core of this earth. And like I said, people, just reconnect with her and you'll find out for yourselves. It's, it's not me trying to sell you an idea that's not true. You just go into your heart and find out for yourselves who it is you incarnate upon because it's that forgotten relationship again. And then the whole thing starts to blow wide open. You realize all these planets and the roles that they're currently playing. And the moon is not the divine feminine. That's another very, very big deception. The planet you incarnate on is the divine feminine. Yeah. So how did the moon become a girl anyway? Well, it started out, it was created, it was built by the Pleiadians originally. That's who originally built the moon. And it was built by a being who's um, kind of like a sister. Um, it, it's mm-hmm. like a sister energy to the earth. And that was the original intention of that moon. And this, and the moon was built by an entity from um, the Pleiades called, we, well, one earthly name for her is Diana. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was a beautiful thing. It wasn't like it was now. It had its own ecosystem. It had, you know, rivers and, and mountain ranges and, and flora and fauna on it. It was beautiful. And we, because I was a part of it and I have the memories of being on it, we used to go around seeding life and there are many, many beings. That's why we have this incredible deep love for that thing out there. It's, yeah. it, it's an ancient memory. The love that we have for it is a very ancient memory. And we used to go around seeding life in the cosmos with that. And especially more, more often than not, it was this galaxy. And, um, it was used to seed a lot of life here. But what happened was when the draconian empires caught wind of what was going here on earth and in the solar system, they moved in. And, uh, there were a certain group of Pleiadian beings and others, other races involved too that wanted to come and defend the earth because they were so, I would say, at that point, emotionally involved in the seeding of earth here, of life here. And um, and unfortunately, they lost it in that battle. And the draconian forces got there. Um, it was a big battle. I mean, we lost a planet in our solar system during that war. That was That's the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. And... Oh. And the, the devastation of the um, environment on Mars was a result of that explosion too. So it was a very, very awful time in our solar system. You what know, was that planet called that blew up? Some people well, call it Marduk. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Say one. <laughs> it's so funny. There's so many stories now that I keep finding and finding that it, it just is sort of forcing one to go within and just go look. And in my meditations, I've been in that space between Mars and Jupiter, mm-hmm. just kind of externally in my mm. little flying around. And I did notice that field of energy and I mm. couldn't understand what that was, except felt a little familiar. So. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a nice planet, and unfortunately, it got um, yeah, it got destroyed in that war. So, you know, who knows in the future, it might uh, that asteroid belt might just start coming together again, and and that planet might recreate itself. So it will depend. I don't I don't know the full journey of that consciousness uh, mm-hmm. yet. I haven't got that much of a connection going. So it'd be nice to know because when you reconnect with your higher self, it's like reconnecting with old friends. You start reconnecting with, you know, the planets because they're all individual people. And, yeah. and star systems are all beings, they're all individual beings and, and they're people. I just call them people because they are. They're just expressing themselves as a star or a planet rather than a, a humanoid form or a, you know, or a whale or a dolphinoid or a, you know, or a, or a dragon being or whatever. So, mm-hmm. 
the solar system where the universal creator in its masculine and feminine form are facilitating a reality for us to, um, you know, to return to our much greater uh, states of being and birth basically into universal state of being. Um, that's a really big deal. So there is that war going on, I suppose, if you want to put it that way. So if you have a planetary body whose consciousness is the divine feminine, then you need to control the feminine. So mm -hmm. if you control the feminine, you control that reality, therefore control humanity. And if you look back down through the ages, for the last 6,000 years, that program has been implemented here. So the suppression of the feminine has been systematic and has been in place, and it makes perfect sense why that occurred. That's, um, that's why the moon is no longer what it once was and is actually the ball and chain around the feminine. That's what it is now. And they synchronized it with the reproductive cycles of the feminine because prior to that, um, the female men menstruational periods and cycles were synchronized to the 28-day rotation of the sun. There was harmony between the masculine and feminine. The mm -hmm. moon has come in between the, the sun and the earth, between the masculine and the feminine, and has basically taken control of the feminine and, and is controlling her and suppressing her. So when I women are, are worshipping the moon, it's the slaves now worshipping the master. Mm -hmm. Yeah, saying, don't hurt me anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I laugh at that, but this is very serious. But at the same time, I've noticed lately that I have more and more reaction to this energy that sits between the male and the female spaces, a control energy. And I think now you've given me sort of the form to sort of look at uh, kind of what's going on there. And then if you can stop a male and a female from just creating anything, you know, lunch, just having lunch, yep. then you have uh, perpetuated something, but I couldn't figure out what the something was, of course, because of female body, <laughs> controlled by the moon. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, one of the highest <laughs> highest um, uh, forms of division, um, like the, the ma masculine and feminine uh, division are from uh, an en energy of a soul or an I am that is um, whole and sanctified and mm -hmm. androgynous is really right. quite high up. The higher self realm is still masculine and feminine. Um, even though from down here it would appear as though it's quite androgynous, uh, it still is. And when you're up there on that realm of existence. And so it's only till you get to your um, I am presence or your, you know, that real deep soul within mm -hmm. your yourself that things are androgynous, and whole and sanctified and androgynous. So the um, to drive that wedge between the masculine and the feminine energy um, goes a great way in in control because you know it's divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. So as long as they can hold that division between the man and the woman, who need to come together to create that unify, you know, it's that unification of man and woman that creates life. So it's um, of the of the masculine and the feminine. So yeah, it's they're going to try it all the time. And the other things uh, variables in the equation are the Mercury Venus energies. That's why those those planets are between the sun and the earth. So it's understanding that the sun and the earth are the divine masculine and feminine. So the twin flame energy. So mm -hmm. the the role that Mercury is playing, although in the past it's played a really, you know, it's the, the, all these have got positive attributes as well. I'm just sharing the negative ones that are 
are, are really at play and are very intensely at play millennia here and um, are really affecting our psyche. So you have Mercury, which is pure intellect, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so the the intellectual side, uh, it's, it's a more masculine flavour to it. And by men being more intellectual in nature and less heart-centred, then mm-hmm. it drives that in, in itself, creates a division between the man and the woman. And then you have the, um, you know, and the mind concepts and mind control and, and mind construct. So Mercury's playing a big role there. And then you have the Venus energy, which, you know, is all about desire at the moment. Sure, she has a playful nature and all that. I, I understand that. But I'm, like I said, I'm just focusing on the negative mm-hmm. attributes and why they're positioned between the sun and the earth. And so Venus has that desire driven, that seduction, uh, seductress energy as well, which is, um, a negative feminine attribute. But the desire, the, the, the way we're manipulated through our desires, both men and women is a very, very powerful tool. And that's, you know, that's lower three chakra stuff there. So mm-hmm. we're being heavily manipulated through those energetic patterns as well. And they do create a lot of divisions within couples, within relationships of, of any kind, because it is all, you know, when we are driven by our desires, we are not hard centered. Yeah, it's just another, another wedge. And then you have Mars, which is outside, which is, you know, the, the, the warrior, which is the soldier energy, military and, and, um, you know, constructs and all that. And they're the ones that are sort of outside. That energy doesn't get in between the man and the woman. You see, that's outside of the man and woman, keeping us contained. And then you have the Saturn energy. That's the real kicker. Saturn, um, because you got Jupiter to me is a feminine warrior, female warrior. That's what I get from Jupiter. Other people get other energies from, from Jupiter. What, uh, the relationship I'm currently having with Jupiter is I feel like a female warrior energy that's being reactivated in women Mm -hmm. at the moment. So that's what I'm feeling there. And then you have Saturn who, um, is the local in our in our um, solar system is actually the office if you want to call it that for the great white brotherhood which is the positive white love and light crowd which i spoke of before and they have a very sophisticated way of controlling it's it's through love that they control it's passive aggressive so and the rings of saturn are manufactured they're not naturally occurring things and those rings are um tuning rings so what they do is they are creating harmonic levers to because saturn has always um the archetype of saturn has always been jealous of the sun and because uh the sun died as a man 2000 years ago and entered the cycle of reincarnation to be down here with the people with the rest of us um, see, I see it very differently. He did not resurrect when he passed. For me, he just died a man because he withdrew. Um, that's a really big story, by the way, but he withdrew <laughs> um, his archetypal um, role as a husband, as a protector of his wife, to allow darkness to ravage his, his wife, his beloved. Um, so this reality could plunge down. His death heralded the dark of our descent into the dark ages you see and so the sun actually retracted back and so the the other energy the saturn archetypal energy who's always been trying to fight for control of the solar system uh, take it from the sun has stepped in and has been levering the um uh, control of the solar system by harmonically controlling it 
um, by its rings. So it's uh, those rings broadcast harmonics. So they're influencing the solar system in a very big way. It's big stuff. For me, this is my usual stuff, so I don't get tired from it. I get excited and empowered from it. Um, but for people, if it's the first time to hear a lot of this information, it's really quite, yeah, it can be full on. It's like, wow, Saturn, the rings. <laughs> so how do we move from, let's say, the revelation that Saturn and the rings are doing a certain something, and we move on to sort of the positive aspect, or not even the positive aspect, but the higher self sort of view of the whole universe? Uh, do we look at it as these things have infinite intelligence just like our higher selves, and that this is just part of a plan? This is just what Saturn's this is just the the tune that Saturn's playing right now. Yeah, everything is in with the divine within the divine plan. So there's nothing outside of that for starters. That's the first thing people need to know. There's and so everything down here in this arena is for, is serving us. It's facilitating our experience. So yeah, beyond this universe, you exist too, Christy. So you've got your own universe happening, and I'm inside of you, and you are God to me in that universe. So mm-hmm. that's another little. You know, another little tidbit I just thought I'd share with you. And then beyond that, we are infinite. Life is infinite. So the concept that there is one entity that is the creator and ruler of all things is absurd and insane. So those concepts only exist. The moment you connect with your higher self, you begin to know that. So the concept that there is one God, one entity, one being that is the creator and ruler of all things are just those those belief systems and those constructs mm-hmm. and those concepts only go to the top of the fourth dimension in my model yeah. of life okay when you connect with your higher self you know that you're infinite and eternal and we are all part of the all together now if you want to call that god that's fine you know but if if there's going to be one being an individual entity that's going to say i am it then that's not true that is totally not true that is a deluded and insane ego yeah and after playing around with creating at that higher self level collaborating with mother earth it's like suddenly there's lots of things i'm communicating with and creating with yeah so so it's not just there's not just one show in town there's not just one show in town even though here on this planet at the moment it is the biggest show in town this planet and what we are doing here as a human race is currently in this universe the biggest show in town because we are the first, we are the way showers and we are the first group in, in now I'm talking in linear terms. We are the mm-hmm. first group to go through this process. We are the, we are showing the way of how to reintegrate, excuse me, all aspects of ourselves, our fragmented selves back into this oneness and harmony and birth into this universal light construct so we are the way showers and this time we're not going to fail this time it's foolproof because what awaits you on the other side of those openings is your higher self wow thank you so much for all your insights and the beautiful way you describe things and make things so easy and without a lot of paradigm behind it you know, very direct. Oh, we've got to keep it. To keep it simple, Christy. We really yeah. do we need to keep things as simple as possible. And I just hope that I'm sharing things in a way that people can understand and people don't resonate. Yeah. That's okay, you know. Um, you know, it's okay. We're all on our individual soul journey, so I honor and love and respect everyone's journey. 
and uh, people don't have to go where I'm going. I'm I'm going to stay with our Earth Mother. I'm going to birth through her her womb, and uh, and I'm going to become what I've intended to become. See, I I came into this universe for a reason, and I'm achieving my intended outcome. And there are many of us who know this about ourselves that we are here to to birth into this universal construct of light. And uh, we are, and we will, and in literally, because the future's already happened, we already have achieved it. So um, we know this for ourselves, and that's what we're going to do. And if people don't feel that that is their journey, then that's fine. It's just that they're going to have to find a way off the planet because um, this reality will become detrimental to their well-being. So if people aren't going to take that journey, they'll have to leave one way or another, and that's to go with um, spaceships. Some people go back home to their galactic families, um, other, and then they'll incarnate on other planetary systems which are being set up like this one to continue that process. And uh, other people will be lured by other ET groups um, into their paradigms, unfortunately. They're the, they're the ones I warn people of. And then there's other entities that will come along and take people out of body and take them to their paradigm called the divine light, which is a synthetic light construct. So mm. that's, and they'll pose as angels. So there's, there's plenty of paths on offer for people who want to continue to explore all these different kinds of avenues. Um, but I'm here to um, birth with our Earth Mother to see it through with her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and where can, where can folks find you on YouTube? Uh, okay. Well, you just put in my name. You'll get thousands of um, different things you can go to. But um, if you go to my website, our-journey-home.com, uh, there's plenty of interviews, literature, uh, 99% of my content virtually is, is for free. Um, so there's, there's plenty there for people to sift through. I'd go through some really, um, deep and, uh, and, and dark and, and tough subjects, uh, to do with entities, abductions, uh, military, uh, mind control. Um, so I want people to understand I'm not just sharing information to address the people who are in a very beautiful spiritual place at the moment. So try not to judge me too harshly. Um, please understand that I'm trying to reach a whole lot of people who are caught in some very difficult paradigms at the moment as well. So it's for the broad spectrum of humanity, not just for a small group. So if yeah. people can understand that, I have to cover all areas because I've got a, a, a lot of information to share because my experiences are quite vast. And um, when it comes to exposing the deception and uh, what's going on here on this planet, I, I really have a fair idea of what's going on. So um, also, don't forget how powerful you are. So I do want to finish on a bright note and realize that you are achieving your intended outcome and you are. You are planets, you are stars, you are galaxies, and you even have your own universe outside of this one. So please understand the magnitude of, of your magnificence and, um, and be who you are. Just be authentic and shine your beautiful light. Thanks for tuning in to Surfing the Psychic Waves. Find us at AlignRadio.com, on Facebook and Twitter, and Live 365 under Align Radio, and at iTunes Radio under News Talk, and look for Align Radio. Find out more about my guest today, George Kavasilis, at r-journey-home.com. So stay tuned for more on Align Radio.